What is this? What, what, what is this? I don't like this at all. Stop playing this. What is this? What? No time... Just time to kill? Is that what he's saying? Just time to kill? I don't like this at all. Play the, play the, play the other one. Play the one I like. The other one. That one. Play that one. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, so much better. Well, I don't know what that was, but uh, don't um, don't ever do that again. chapter 8 I think this is chapter 8 it's called the death day party which I'm guessing is in keeping with the narrator's habit of writing a chapter title that sounds way cooler than whatever it turns out to be so the chapter opens and it's October and it's getting cold and all the students of Hogwarts are getting colds and some wizard lady named Madame Pomfrey or something is giving out these like cold cure potions which cure your cold but then make your ears steam so, like, honestly, the steaming ears is probably worse than the cold symptoms, so I'm not sure what's up with that. And so then Harry is walking around aimlessly, and he runs into this dude, Nearly Headless Nick, who, as his name would imply, is nearly headless. And he's pissed because he can't join the Headless Huntsman Club on account of the technicality the, that he is not totally headless, Nick. So then Harry is dragging mud all around the school because his Quidditch team is practicing in the rain, and then, like, that dumb cat that has, like, the psychic connection with that torture dude uh, sees him. And the torture dude just, like, appears out of thin air and is like, Harry Potter, you're in trouble for being a total mess. And then he takes Harry back to his office, which we are reminded has all these torture devices. It's really cool that Jigsaw from the Saw movies found a job at this school. And so then Jigsaw is like, okay, I'm going to make your life hell or whatever. But then there's just, like, this loud crashing sound. And it really pisses off old Jigsaw. So he goes to investigate. And while he's gone, Harry finds this, like, pamphlet, like this fucking brochure for, like, be a wizard quick class. And it's like, learn the secrets of wizardry in this four-week seminar, correspondence classes, you know, TV repair, audio visual, turn your cat into a dog or whatever. I don't fucking know. So apparently this dude is, is not a real wizard. He's, like, a, not a tortury wizard guy. He's just a tortury regular guy. Maybe he's acting out his own insecurities on the students or whatever. So, and then he comes back from investigating, and he's very conveniently like, I guess I won't punish you for dragging mud through the halls, even though I was really pissed off about it. This unknown sound has completely changed my disposition for some unknown reason. And side note... Uh, why, again, do I care about Harry getting in trouble? This book starts with a slave elf ominously warning him of grave danger should he attend the school. And then the last chapter before this one had, like, a weird invisible wizard guy whispering about his imminent demise. And now it's like, he might get detention from the weird guy for tracking mud through the halls. So then on his way on, so then Harry leaves the, the torture office, and on his way out he sees nearly headless Nick again. And he's like, thanks for making that noise. Because that was, oh, I should mention that Nearly Headless Nick made the noise on purpose to distract the tortury guy. 
because apparently the entire school knows about how terrible torture guy is, and they don't do anything about it. And so then he's like, thanks, and Nick is like, if you really want to thank me, you'll ditch the fun, awesome school feast on Halloween and come to my birthday party instead. It's being held in a dungeon, and there will be you and a whole bunch of ghosts, and it won't be awkward at all. And also, can you... Uh, put in a good word with Patrick, the headless guy, because I want to join the headless huntsman, despite not being headless. Oh, and he calls it a death day party, because apparently ghosts celebrate their birthdays on the day that they die, which I guess makes sense. And so Harry's like, eh, okay. And so then he tells Bossy Girl about it, and she's super pumped about it, because alive people don't get to go to death day parties very often, and she is a curious person and likes new uh, experiences. And then, but Ron is like, I don't get why anyone would celebrate the day they died. That seems depressing. But like, hey, Ron, it's because you're using an ontological foundation in which death is a severance between you and all earthly activity. For you, death represents a complete annihilation of your entire existence, but not for ghosts. Ghosts don't share that ontological foundation. So to them, their death is really nothing more than the genesis of their current form, which is that's exactly what birth is in your world, you dingus. So get your shit straight, Ron. And so then the Halloween comes around, and it's time for the big school feast, you know, the thing that is opposite the death party, and they're all, you know, getting ready for it, and Harry's all sad because he wants to go to the cool party and not the lame ghost party. But then this next part is maybe my favorite sentence in the book. It just incorporates just so many of the things that I love to hate about this book. It says, A promise is a promise. Bossy girl reminded Harry bossily. Bossily. She reminded him bossily. Bossily. And so, like, I've already talked at length about how bossy girl is clearly, like, the super ego, the responsible one, the one who follows the rules and cares about procedural ethics and all that, and how I think that that's, like, playing into some weird gender stereotypes, but, I mean, go back and listen to that shit. So, but they're walking to the cool party which is glittering invitingly with gold plates and candles. And they walk past that to the shitty ghost party, which has long, thin, jet black candles and, you know, casting a dim, ghostly light. And it's cold and they're shivering and everything. And so they walk in and there's hundreds of ghosts dancing around and shit. And it's like the fucking haunted mansion at Disneyland. There's all these, like, old ghosts just chilling and they're like, blue translucent bodies you know standard ghost bodies like the end of return of the jedi and bossy girl is like oh that's the ghost who haunts the girl's bathroom she sucks look busy and so they're like let's check out the food and it's all rotten and disgusting and there's like a cake-like thing that's shaped like a tombstone and all the food has maggots and stuff oh and and some ghost just like swoops by the table with his mouth open and they're like can you taste that and he's like almost almost and then Peeves, the shitty trickster ghost that we hate, he comes up to them, and he's all decked out like one of those fucking CNBC hosts, you know, like in a bright orange suit, like a rotating bow tie and shit. You know, he's like, sell low on Bear Stearns or whatever. Whatever the fuck those dudes say. And he's like, I heard you talking shit on the toilet ghost. And they're like, no, no, that's not, don't do anything weird. And he's like, you know, he's like a total asshole, so he's like, Hey, Myrtle, get over here and listen to what Bossy Girl is saying about you. And Bossy Girl is like, Oh no, I was just saying, uh, I liked your dress, you look nice. And Myrtle, the toilet ghost, is like, No, you weren't, and she starts crying. 
and saying that everyone makes fun of the way she looks, and they call her fat and ugly and miserable, and they call her moaning Myrtle, the shitty toilet ghost, and Peeves is like, don't forget Spotty, they call you Spotty, and apparently ghosts who were, like, born in the 1400s use the same slang as British people in the late 90s, because that is a very dated British slang term to insult people with, like, bad skin. Like, oh, he's right spotty. You know, they, they say that kind of shit. Uh, I guess the American equivalent would be, like, pizza face or something? I don't, I don't know. So she's, like, crying about being bullied by all the children of Hogwarts, and Peeves is like, what's up, spotty? And she just, like, can't take it, and she's just absolutely in tears, and she runs out of the room in tears, and Peeves is like, spotty, spotty, and he's, like, throwing moldy peanuts at her. That is the weirdest shit ever. Like, that scene feels like it's from a David Lynch movie or something. Like, what the hell was that? Or, like, one of those, like, early Greg Araki movies. Do you ever see those? Those things are weird. And then Bossy Girl is just like, oh, dear. And then they all just go immediately back to talking about the party. Like, a horrible thing didn't just happen. Like, no one runs after her to make sure she's okay. No one is like, oh, my God, Peeves, you are an awful sociopath. You have no regard for the feelings of others. You are a monster. There's just, like, no reckoning on that whatsoever. They're all just like, jeez. Anyway, so pretty good turnout at this shindig and so then all these like headless horsemen come in on their horses and they're you know they're like yucking it up having a good time and then nearly headless nick tries to make a speech but the horsemen are all like stealing the spotlight they're playing hockey with one of their heads or something you know and then all of a sudden harry hears that voice again and it's like rip tear kill time to kill time to kill and ron's like oh that's weird i'm pretty sure those are uh, fury of five lyrics you remember 90s New Jersey hardcore band Fury of Five? And Harry's like, yeah, I never really got into those guys. And Ron's like, yeah, they weren't very good. And the voice is like, I'm so hungry, I smell blood, I'm, I'm smelling blood. And it's like, this really is just like a grindcore band from the 90s, I'm pretty sure. And so then, Ron, then Harry goes and like chases the sound, and Ron's like, I don't hear anything. And then all of a sudden they see Dracula, and he's jacking off. No, they don't see Dracula, and he's not jacking off. Uh, they actually, they see a message written in flames, and it says, The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Which, I don't remember which Fury of Five song that's from. Might be one of the later albums. But then, underneath the message is, like, that weird cat that is friends with Jigsaw. And it's just, like, hanging by its tail, unclear whether it's alive. And then, of course... And Harry's like, should we try to help this poor defenseless thing? And they're like, no, we need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Which is weird. And then, but of course, all, like, the feast lets out and all the hundreds of students come into the corridor to see the message and the possibly dead cat. At this point, it's like a Schrodinger's cat. Like, I, I think it's dead. I don't know if it's dead. The author is not definitively telling us whether it's dead or not. And so then, uh, crappy Dracula kid shouts... Enemies of the air, beware, you'll be next, mudbloods. And then crappy Dracula kid, like, looks at the cat and smiles like a fucking weirdo. And that's where the chapter ends. So crappy Dracula kid has gone from, you know, shitty guy that makes fun of your finances to straight up clan robe guy in, I would say, three chapters, maybe? So this is actually, this is one of those chapters is like a boring slog for 90% of it and then just takes off into the fucking stratosphere at the end. Like, this occult shit is, is cool as hell. I mean, it's awful and shit, but it's like, it's finally intriguing. I'm finally interested. 
and it's all mixed up with some weird kkk shit crappy dracula outs himself as a fucking racist piece of shit that's interesting that's an interesting maneuver like the mask is off of that kid he's not just a shitty like you know rich fuck he's a racist shitty rich fuck although spoiler alert most rich fucks are and like i have no idea what the this chamber of secrets thing is but i think it's that wu-tang album the one that the pharma bro bought before he was Hold off to jail. Uh, whatever it is, I'm 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 into it, though. You know, whatever it is, I'm into it. This is this is one of the first chapters where I'm like, fuck yeah, some, some exciting shit. I'm totally all about the last, like, page and a half of this chapter. So let's, let's keep it going, I say. 